0: so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. This is episode 39 of the Aligned Action Podcast, and today we're talking about some statistics that made closing my course on aligned choice for me. So I'm not going to bury the lead here. I'm going to get right into it. Having an evergreen course didn't work for my students and it didn't work for my business. So I decided to close it. I have real stats that I'm going to be sharing today to explain to you why I did what I did, why I made this decision. Today's episode is all about me sharing that with you going to be in parts. In part one, I'm going to talk about the live portion of the class to give you some context. In part two, I'll tell you some stats from when the course went evergreen. And I'll also tell you a little bit more about my decision-making process and how this impacts what I'm doing moving forward. I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about the course. It was called the Aligned Action Workshop, and it was designed to be an eight-module journey of creating a vision for your business and then matching the rest of your business to that vision. The main teachings in that offer were things like vision, mission, values, ideal client, brand voice, brand messaging, aligned offer creation, client experience, sales systems, content and engagement, and intentional business practices. Statistic number one, 48 people signed up for the original course. I spent about a month launching it and doing promotions, and that included things like reels, Instagram lives, individual conversations... I filmed Instagram stories, put out feed posts, and reached out individually to past clients. The course was designed for me to film it live. So I did that in February 2021, over eight days. It was filmed for an hour a day. The format was me teaching live. With slides and I also had an ongoing transcription. And then at the end of each session there was time for questions and answers. I often went over time with that. The whole point of me filming it this way and offering the course in this way was to be in people's energy while filming because that's a very supportive thing for my energy type. I work better when I can feed off energy and respond to other people's energy rather than just try to muster up enthusiasm for recording all by myself. The other purpose of recording it live like that was to have these eight recordings and be able to make the course evergreen at a certain point after it had been filmed live. Statistic number two. The average live attendance each day was between fifty five and sixty five percent. And now I couldn't find online course specific norms, but I did find statistics on webinars, which I'll use here, and I'll put the source link into the show notes as well. According to an article on Ring Central, the average attendance for a webinar is forty percent. I felt really great about the attendance rate of between fifty five and sixty five percent, especially as the days went on because, an hour a day for eight days in a row is a big time commitment. And a webinar, when you think about it, is usually one session for that 40% rate that I mentioned. The commitment in the Aligned Action Workshop was eight times that so I was very impressed by this part of it and now a sort of stat, statistic number three most people who attended at least one session live attended between six to eight of the sessions and I don't have exact stats for this that's why I'm calling it a sort of stat but I am including this just anecdotally because I think it's important to note that when people committed to attending at least one call they typically committed to most or all of the sessions I didn't make the recordings available until the end of the experience. And that decision was made in order to encourage live attendance. In my experience, providing same-day recordings is a bit of a double-edged sword. On one hand, people who have variable schedules or who have a random appointment, they appreciate this flexibility. But on the other hand, having a daily recording while being a ton of work for me to do, it also reduces the commitment to attending live. And I wanted to see what would happen if I removed moved the replay norm (laughs) because I've noticed that people tell themselves that they're going to watch the recording, but the follow through on that is rarely there. And I'm one of those people. So I'm pulling that from myself and from what I've heard in the industry. Statistic number four, 14 people out of the 48 initial registrants filled out a detailed testimonial form, which is about 30%. In addition to writing a written response, all of them rated the workshop 10 out of 10, which means that 100% of the respondents gave the course 100% rating. In addition to the videos, I also had unlimited support inside a Slack channel, which is like the Facebook group or like a member network community. Here are the Slack stats. So statistic number five is a series of stats about Slack. Say that five times fast. 30 out of 48 students introduced themselves, that's a rate of 63%, but then only 13 of 48 asked a question or posted for feedback, and that's 27%. I noticed that 100% of questions or requests for feedback happened within the first three modules, and then dropped off. So that means that there was zero engagement in modules four to eight in the Slack community, but the engagement continued in attending the live videos. So what I can draw from all of these statistics is this. The course material was valuable enough for somebody who attended at least one session to attend six to eight sessions. For me, this is a huge win because people kept coming back. Another one is while a community is something that people request often or they look to where they're looking to compare value inside programs, it is less often used than people think it's going to be. I don't believe that it's actually as important as people think it is when they join. I think they overestimate how much they're going to use that Slack channel and then it just becomes another thing that they have to do throughout the day and it just doesn't happen. As it pertains to testimonials, I felt like it was an above average testimonial rate, although I don't have exact statistics on what the norm is there. The paragraphs and paragraphs of people writing into me from that told me that the course material was very valuable. But this picture, it only tells one side of the story. A successful launch, a successful course, students who were engaged in learning, happy students who wrote glowing testimonials, Hearing just these stats, you're probably thinking, why would you close this course, Chantel? I don't get it. In part two, I'm going to tell you the other side of the story which is once the recordings went live and the course went evergreen. The recordings all went live the following Monday after the live version was completed right on time. And I told people that date in advance. And then they all got an email about it to create their logins. And from there, they had a few different options for how to consume the content. And one way was to watch the videos inside the course platform, which at the time I was on Podia. And now the course materials are hosted on Thrive Learn. Statistic number six, the average watch rate for course videos was under 3% overall. Now, I don't think I need to tell you how not good this is. But we do have to look at context here. If I had had major drop-offs of people attending the live course, I could have drawn the conclusion that uh, my content's garbage, my course isn't helpful, but that wasn't the case. I had high engagement throughout that live version, really great follow-through, high testimonial rate, all of those things. But when it went to replays, there was very little interest. And with the videos, a similar trend showed that when a student watched at least one video, they were highly likely to watch more than one. So that means that the video watch rate is highly concentrated among a few different people. But, and here's what's different from the live version, nobody who watched the videos watched all eight videos. So what I'm drawing from this is, and please tell me via email if you think I'm wrong, is that Courses with hours and hours of video content are no longer working to create real student transformations. How can they when almost no one is watching the content? When you're selling something, everybody asks about replays. And I'm sure that's with the best of intentions of actually watching them. But the data, in my case, does not support this because... People on average did not ever watch the replays. Of course, the video versions are hidden behind a login, a unique username and password. And when you watch the course videos on your phone, they take over your whole phone in the sense that you can't navigate to other apps and have them keep playing. Sort of like the free version of YouTube. As soon as you exit, it stops playing the video. I think that this lack of convenience is one of the things that's seriously hurting watch rates for replays and for evergreen course content. Within a few months of putting the replays live, I also opened up the course for evergreen sales. So I put up a sales page, I put up the testimonials, I had a link for people to buy it uh, on an ongoing basis. They could purchase it anytime. The cart was always open. And although I didn't do a great launch for this, uh, admittedly, in the way that I had launched the live version, in the six months or so that the Evergreen course was available, I only sold five spots to the Evergreen course. And of course, that could have been related to something on the sales page, the messaging, price reluctance... Lack of live element, but in general, the course, once it turned evergreen, didn't convert the same way that it had once it was live. And to jump quickly into learning theory for a moment, our brains learn best when novelty is involved. And that means newness, anything new, anything exciting. This is what provides our brain with dopamine, which is the feel good chemical that keeps us motivated. At this point, there is nothing new on a slide deck. Nothing new to be found there. Our brains are so tired of that format, that webinar presentation style, that we are checking out before we even log in. Hence, no one signing in to watch the videos. Another way to consume the content is to listen to the course audios, which are hosted on a private podcast. So I can see the exact listen statistics from that. How many people listened to it? Which episodes did they listen to? Which individual people from the course listened to each of the episodes? Statistic number seven, 12.7% of course participants subscribed to the audio version. That doesn't mean that each of them downloaded anything, but they did do the initial step of subscribing. So that means that they added it to their favorite podcast app as one of their favorites. Statistic number eight, on average, each participant who listened to at least one audio, and that's within that 12.7% of people, they each listened to approximately 3.6 episodes of the available eight. Now, you can see that the audio statistics are significantly higher than the video statistics, but still both are really very underwhelming compared to that live experience. My theory on this is since the audio version actually works exactly like a podcast, it's as easy to listen to as it is to listen to a podcast. And that means that you can multitask, you can use other apps on your phone at the same time, you don't have to use a login. The convenience of not having a login and being able to multitask while listening is, in my opinion, likely what is behind the slightly better statistics for the audio version. In the six months that the Aligned Action Workshop went evergreen and it was available to be sold anytime with the cart open, I only sold five spots to the Aligned Action Workshop. And of those five people, the course video rate was even less than 3% and it was 0% for the listen rate. So that means that all five of those people who purchased got essentially no value from it. And all of these statistics are not where I wanted them to be. They weren't where I would want them to be to be able to continue to sell this product and be acting within my values. Now, we all have to make these decisions for ourselves, obviously, but for me, I didn't feel ethical about selling something that people weren't actually using. And I have the statistics to show that they are simply not consuming the content, even with the very best of intentions. And all of this together is why I'm moving away from online courses. As we all grow in this online business space, we're iterating all the time. We're co-creating, we're evolving. Certain things are going to fall away over time. I believe that the online course, as we know it, is on a decline. And so I won't be producing any anymore. Instead, I think that as a collective, we are looking for what's new. Our brains are searching for innovative ways for us to learn, for us to grow. We are literally scrolling to see what will hold our attention. And what will hold our attention is not the same things that it used to be. In this age of like three second reels that go by very quickly, an hour long workshop while monotasking or single tasking isn't happening. And so the old ways of us learning business skills are not working for us anymore. Which brings us to where are we all going next? I'm not going to make sweeping predictions for the whole industry, but I will tell you where I'm going. I am heading towards learning that isn't screen-based giving your eyes a break from your device, giving your brain a break from the constant interruptions that it has become used to online. I am striving for learning that goes beyond simple information and that actually inspires you to apply information and then stays with you all the way through to the completion stage. Lastly, I am shifting towards learning that is handheld, tangible materials that arrive at your door that make you want to give your full attention to something and then actually follow through and do it. I really want to know your thoughts because I'm building it for you, the person who has probably signed up for more courses and more bundles than you can count and has less and less faith in yourself following through. Message me on Insta and tell me, how does this new way of learning business skills that I'm proposing, how does it feel to you?